0: Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Amanda. This year, we set out to take our family off the back burner and into focus, one hike at a time.
1: Join us each week as we discuss topics on family, faith, and outdoors.
0: This is the Off-Grid Family Podcast.
1: Hi, and welcome to episode two of Off-Grid Family Podcast. I am Amanda. I'm here with my husband, Matt, again. Hey. Hey. And... So last week was our very first episode, and we have since been picked up on iTunes, which we're very excited for, but also we're terrified because I don't think I've ever met anyone who's ever created a podcast and thought, you know what, that first one was really something.
0: Yeah, it was... uh... It was really something. (laughs) Something
1: (laughs) something else. (laughs) We hope it almost disappears into the archives one day that we'll have enough that you're like, oh, let me figure out who these guys are on the website and then check out episode two. (laughs) So this is our retrial. We've learned a lot, but thanks for sticking with us. We definitely want to encourage you to go back and listen to it with a lot of grace. Because we did talk about some helpful things and really explain what the core of this show is. And so last week we did mention ways to achieve whatever goals we have in mind for 2019 by choosing methods that would be effective for us and for our families. So there is a free resource on the website as well as in the show notes of that previous episode. So make sure to go back and at least look at the show notes for that free resource because it is very helpful. We also talked about our 52 hike challenge, which we started with Coyote Ridge, and that was a lot of fun. We have our review posted online. You can go back and see where that is under hikes, under our website at offgridfam.com And this week, we just completed our second hike of the year, which was what, honey?
0: Bobcat Ridge.
1: Bobcat Ridge. And I've got to tell you, I really like this one a lot better than the first one. I agree you agree? What did you like about it?
0: Uh, I think it was just like off the road a lot more. It was in Masonville, which was like real podunk Colorado.
1: little Uh, off the beaten path here.
0: Yeah. Uh, You can see, I mean, there are houses that were like kind of in the valley we were in, but there wasn't a main road. You couldn't just see Fort Collins or Loveland.
1: Yeah. I think about a hundred feet from the parking lot, you felt like you were completely isolated. Right. And you forgot that you'd driven there to begin with. So that was, that was nice, I think.
0: Yeah. It was, just, I mean, it was just really pretty. It was like the Ridgebacks, I guess that's what they're called, mm-hmm. area. And you're mostly hiking down in a valley, you hike up the little ridge. You can see up in the mountains. There's some snow and all that stuff. So
1: Yeah, a bunch of animal tracks. In fact, tell them what you found at the very beginning in the parking lot.
0: Yeah, they had a paved section that goes to the trail. And on the paved section, there was, like in the concrete, I guess some animal had walked across it when it was dry, and so there's paw prints in there. We think it was a bobcat, but I don't know what bobcat tracks look like, but we're going to pretend it was a bobcat.
1: (laughs) We doubt there were any actual like house cats walking around, because it is a wildcat conservation area, and so there are trail cams all over the site, and we're actually going to link that in the show notes, because it's really cool to see month to month what kind of critters are walking around in there, and there are a lot of bobcats. Therefore cat ridge they're very literal here in northern colorado there are pictures of cougars and bears which are not wild cats i realize, but still pretty cool
0: fun cougar fact i learned today yes if a cougar is stalking you and you look at it it won't attack you and so i heard about some guy that was living in the wild it was somewhere out here and he put little fake eyes like little googly eyes on the back of his beanie so that cougars wouldn't attack him
1: though so, What you're saying is you're going to glue some googly eyes on the back. I already have.
0: All of my beanies now have googly eyes. So I really
1: hope that we get some good pictures of that because uh, I will not be doing that, but I'll stand in front of you for that purpose.
0: Yeah, well, you'll thank me when the cougar comes and doesn't attack us.
1: I've literally read the same thing, but I've also heard people just say, yeah, you're screwed. So it will see you a lot earlier than you see it. So we're just going to pray a little harder. Yeah, And Matt's going to wear his googly eyes, and we're just going to keep going. Because
0: googly eyes are a cougar's only weakness. (laughs) Their
1: only weakness. Yeah. (laughs) We do not have mountain lions where we're from, if you can tell. That is, like, our greatest source of fear.
0: I think that's, like, the punch a shark in the nose thing.
1: Yeah, so we're from the beach, so keep in mind that yeah, we yeah. are totally confident with the idea of sharks being around us at all times. it be
0: super easy to punch a shark in the nose underwater, you know, and when it has your arm in its mouth.
1: Yeah, I love when the people say that. They're like, sure. Yeah, yeah, just punch
0: it in the nose. Duh. Just wear googly eyes in the back of your beanie.
1: <laughs> Same thing. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Just don't wear it's these easy. colors. <laughs> don't wear these colors. They don't yeah, like to yeah. see those colors. Just take your wedding ring
0: off when you're in the water.
1: So, mountain lions are the sharks of the west, and we just, they're a little exotic to us, and we're trying to get used to it. So, speaking of that, uh, I guess we should tell you just briefly what the hike is all about. It is a four mile loop. And so it is rated as easy, it is wheelchair accessible, and that means it is my favorite kind of hike. We're
0: really pushing ourselves. <laughs>
1: really pushing ourselves. Yeah. This is only our second hike of the year, so I don't feel guilty. Also, this was one of those hikes where we almost didn't allow it to happen because our weekend was jam-packed. I mean, we were starting like from 9 until noon, we had a we had an obligation and then as soon as that was over, we literally hopped in the car. We changed at that location drove out to Bobcat Ridge, hiked as fast as we could, and as it was getting dark, we got back to the car and then drove home and then all crashed for the rest of the night. Yep. And then the next morning we had training and church and all kinds of things from the very beginning of the day until the end of the day. So we almost just didn't allow it to happen. But it was one of those things where Bobcat Ridge it's right there. It's easy. We could literally sprint the whole way through in about two hours' time with a toddler, and we would make it back, and we could say that we did it. So that was it, and we did it. Yeah. So I appreciate Bobcat Ridge, and it did not disappoint. No. So definitely go back and see the full review. We have that on our website under the hikes tab, so make sure you check that out as well. Before we move on from the hike, what was your happy crappy of this particular trip?
0: Oh, man. Happy was probably you get up to the top of the ridge halfway through and it's just this really pretty view. They have it well situated so you can look at the left and just see this you know beautiful valley area with some cliff faces and the ridge backs are all right there. And you look out to the right and it's a similar kind of thing with even taller mountains and they have a little bench right there that's made out of some stones so it doesn't look like just a junky little bench that somebody put up. Uh, we just sat there and we ate our our version of lunch which was beef jerky, uh, apples, almond butter? Almond butter.
1: It's the only time I allow myself to buy the good stuff. Yeah. So.
0: Is that expensive?
1: I'm not telling you that. I'd it's rather expensive. have peanut butter.
0: <laughs> Give me the Peter Pan.
1: Have you guys had the Justin's maple almond butter? It is to die for. That is my splurge of the week. I'm just going to go ahead and say there's usually a splurge of the week because I do the meal planning, (laughs) so whatever I'm craving each week, I'll just go ahead and make that a segment of the show. This week, Amanda snuck in the grocery list.
0: Can our splurge of next week be beer?
1: No, we're not hiking with beer. No. Um, Your crappy of the week. That was your happy. What was your crappy? Yeah,
0: my crappy of the week was 30 minutes later. When we are hiking down, and uh, I was carrying Desi for most of the time, and Amanda was carrying her pack, just because we wanted to get through it pretty quick. But I was carrying him. He didn't want to be carried anymore, and we said, if you don't want to be carried, you have to walk fast, or else he'll just go two miles an hour and look at everything. We wouldn't make it back before dark.
1: No, pause. We are absolutely fine with him going slow and i never want to give you the, the idea that we're just kind of like hiking nazis like whipping our child along at a, like a, a marching pace here but just because we were on a very tight time crunch and we knew that he was probably going to be asleep half the time anyway we just carried him for that purpose and we had to make it back before it got dark because the sun is the only source of heat in colorado <laughs> this time of year
0: i like going fast
1: he does but you gotta get it rest
0: i know i do but yeah, so Desi put him down, and he just had a meltdown where he wanted to sit down and not walk anymore, and he wanted to get this big stick and, like, put it on his chest pointing straight out, and if he fell, it would have probably impaled him.
1: Absolutely So been
0: we asked him to not hold it like that, and he freaked out, and... Then I told him I was gonna carry him again, which it probably didn't do very gently, and he he had a little hissy fit, acted like three year old. Imagine that. Yeah. And
1: then you acted Jeez. like. Jeez. And
0: then I acted like a, I was like a, acting at least like an eight year old. No. It's a little more mature than that.
1: And then I was frustrated with both of you for acting so young. So I I felt like like a (laughs) three-year-old.
0: On my side, I felt like you acted like a three-year-old first. Then I was frustrated with you. And I asked very sarcastic, pointed questions. Like, I don't even remember what they were. But they probably weren't very helpful to the situation or very kind or loving. Um, and so we were all mad at each other and it was really great. And then we somehow got Desi up in the backpack and he was like kicking me and trying to climb out of it. And, uh, then he calmed down a little bit once he realized he was in there and it was okay. Then he fell asleep and Amanda put him on the carrier in the front and things were great. But that little quarter mile, half a mile stretch was...
1: And what's funny, that was literally just a quarter of a mile. Was it? But to us, it felt like much longer. It felt like half the trip. Families who have ever hiked with a toddler, you know exactly what we're talking about here. And tantrums are just kind of inevitable. And one of the great things about hiking is that most of the time, specifically like January hiking, when not many people are crazy enough to go out in this kind of weather... There are not that many witnesses around to see the Screaming fits, so you don't feel like you're being judged like you would in the grocery store. So I have to say that is a relief. (laughs) There are not as many witnesses to our chaos at the moment. But at the same time, how do you handle it? (laughs) Like, here is a timeout. Here, sit on this rock.
0: He gave himself a timeout, too, which was even more frustrating when we're trying to move. It was exciting that he gave himself a timeout.
1: But at the same time, it it took away any leverage we had. I
0: know. (laughs) We have no power. <laughs> we have no power. <laughs> He's figured out. Yeah. Oh, no.
1: So, yeah, Tyler Tantrum's part of the gig, no matter where you go. So, at least hiking, you have a little bit less stimulus to kind of add drama to the whole scenario and it dissipates a lot faster. But in that moment, it does not feel very fast.
0: Yeah. What was your happy?
1: My happy was, gosh, well, this is terrible. So, I loved when Desi fell asleep. I don't want to imply that I did not love him hiking around with us, but I got to hold him like in the front carrier. And he's literally at that 40 pound limit of the carrier, most carriers, so I am buying time here. So I will not get to carry him in a carrier much longer. And even though it kills my back, The fact that he just kind of fell asleep and was kind of just draped over me, I got to hold him for a little bit longer. That was just a really sweet moment for me that I got to kind of hike and it was quiet and we just got to enjoy the pretty scenery that we were surrounded by and I didn't have to worry about where he was or if he was wandering away. It was just a very calm, hey, I'm just walking through the woods, holding my little boy and walking next to my husband. So that part was pretty sweet, um, sweet memory for me.
0: And I really hope I got a picture of it. With him sleeping in the carrier, because he was, like, halfway out of it, leaning to the side, <laughs> and his, like, head and arms were flopped over, it looked like he was about to fall out of it.
1: It is borrowed time, friends, it is borrow time. <laughs> this carrier will give out before the summer hits, I am absolutely convinced of that.
0: Oh, yeah, we do have a friend that offered to let us borrow one of the Kelty ones, but I forgot to ask him about it.
1: But even then, I'm pretty sure... The weight limit is still forty. I think so. So um, it's just one of those things where we did not have that much longer to hold on to him, and I got to hold on to my little boy while he was still little at thirty-nine pounds, as opposed to forty. So <laughs> we're just not going to feed him anymore. So he'll stay the same. <laughs> so that's how that works, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Right. You know,
1: we're going to feed our child. Oh, and with all that said, we absolutely love Bobcat Ridge. If you're in the Fort Collins or Loveland area, you're going to absolutely adore it. And with that, what's your crappy? my crappy was the exact same situation that you gave it was when we had all finished eating we were it was getting a lot colder because the moment the sun dips down behind the mountains it feels legitimately like a 15 degree temperature drop so as soon as that happened we all got cold Desi had been stripping all of his like warm layers off as we went so it was like I was holding him and he's throwing off a hat, Matt's running over to grab the hat while we go a little further meanwhile he's lost hold of his glove and then next thing you know like he's pulling one of his shoes off, it was just chaos, so in that moment it was one of those things where are like, fine fine, it's just gonna be us screaming for about a quarter of a mile, then he'll fall asleep and then it'll be all fine, Prenap struggle is real
0: and by us screaming she means Desi, not us We try not to scream at our child too much.
1: Anyway, and so the topic today, um, what we wanted to talk about again, last week we talked about methods versus goals, and so this week, what are the three main goal killers that will keep you from achieving everything you and your family are hoping to achieve this year? And so the three major goal killers that we have come to know just through experience, but then also in our experience with uh, with leadership in the church setting, and the school setting, we just see this all the time. There are three common denominators when it comes to something kind of falling short of what you were hoping to achieve. And the first one is distractions. The second one is fears. And the third one is excuses. And I think we're going to start with fears because the other two probably feed from the root of fear most likely, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, I think yeah. that's really fair.
1: So as far as fear is concerned, fear can keep you from doing anything, even if it's something and it, it's not necessarily that it's something bad. I think there's this idea that if you're fearful of something, there's this hint that it might be a bad idea. I think sometimes it just means it's new or it's important to you. Yeah. And so if you're not fearful of something, then you're. it it's probably doesn't matter to you that much. You know, yeah. you've got nothing else to lose. So, um, Matt, what do you think was a fear of yours kind of going into Off Grid Family before we decided to take on this challenge and then create this website and this brand?
0: Yeah, I think uh, originally when you pitched the idea to me, my first rebuttal and the first thing that came to my mind was we already have so much going on that we're really going to take a whole Saturday. Because really it is like a whole Saturday, I feel like, to do a hike. And, you know, especially to get Desi ready, get me ready, drive out there, do the hike, drive back. And then the cleaning. And then the cleaning. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a whole day thing. And so I'm thinking, like, I really value my, my me time uh, really selfishly. But, yeah, I, I think I was just scared of losing one of the two days I had off, which is a lot of time to have off, not realistically. But, you know, it, it's turned out to be something that's not bad. But I was, I was scared of losing that. And uh, I think the other big fear I had was that people were going to listen to the podcast or look at the website and think, oh, that's stupid. Uh, which, you know, you, you told me beforehand when I was sharing it with you with that. that there's, you, you guarantee there's going to be people that, that think it's stupid.
1: <laughs> there are people listening right now thinking, what are they talking about? Yeah. Why does this matter?
0: Yeah. And so uh, I just thought, you know, for I, I value appearances a lot. And that's something that I need to get over. But it's even weird right now sharing that with people. Like, if somebody at my work brought it up today. We're doing, like, celebrations. And somebody, uh, you know, my work saw it or blog or online or something. And they're like, oh, what's that hike thing you're doing? And I was kind of like, oh, it's, it's nothing. Like, we're just doing, doing some hikes. There's no website or podcast. And I, I actually did share with them that we had the website and the podcast. But it was even, like, a step of...
1: Like you're apologetic.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I tried not to be because I knew that was stupid, but it was like an uncomfortable thing for me to share with my coworkers. So I know, but not really well that like, oh, we're doing this podcast, we're doing this website and I, people ask me about it and I'm still not super comfortable talking about it.
1: Yeah, I think I've taken the brunt of the marketing for that reason. But every time I post something, I have this question in the back of my mind, like, why does this matter? That's the question I always ask myself. And and to me, it does matter. And when we talk about what we're hoping to achieve through this is to encourage other families to really value their time and take their families off of the back burner and to have permission to do that. Because time is the most valuable resource, I think, in American culture, because we're so busy. And especially because we are here for a church plan, and that takes an absurd amount of work and we're happy to do it. We, can, we moved here for that purpose, but it it does have a tendency to take a, a huge toll on you if you're not careful about it. And so I, I absolutely agree with you. And so that's kind of our intentionality is that especially if you are in a role of ministry in any capacity, you need to take time for your family because nobody else is going to create that time except you. And so we hope, that this podcast and through off-grid fan that you'll feel encouraged to take, uh, the opportunity to achieve whatever it is that you have any dreams that you have for your family this year, just like we have dreams for our own Mm -hmm. and hiking is not the end goal. Again. Um, we mentioned that in the last podcast, but I think it bears repeating. If hiking will help you achieve whatever goals you have, then go for it. But if it's something that you're just doing for the sake of a checklist, which I think we're going to come back to in just a minute, but, um, that's, again, is a method as opposed to the heart of what you're trying to accomplish here. So our heart is to focus on our family and to promote other families to be able to do the same thing. And then the method is through 52 hikes spread out intentionally throughout the year to ensure we're spending an adequate amount of time together. And so that's what I have to keep telling myself as I'm writing all of these, this content and this marketing strategy is, why does this matter? Well, the family matters, and I hope other people know that their families matter too. So I would agree mine is very similar to yours, my, my deep fear when launching this. I don't necessarily like the limelight, and it's, it's not because I'm shy of it or that I can't handle it. It's because I have zero tendency for FOMO. Like... <laughs> fear of missing out does not exist in me. I am a homebody. If you post like you're doing this awesome thing and like this great party, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm in my slippers watching my Netflix in bed with a book and I'm not missing out on anything. So It's not necessarily that I want to be out in front of God and everyone just showing off what we're doing here because I really could care less. I think what, um, what I'm doing here is just we're advocating as opposed to just trying to push a lifestyle on you. And I hope it never comes across that way.
0: Yeah. And you did just buy the Cadillac of slippers.
1: Oh, I did. <laughs> Y'all post hiking slippers. That's what I'm calling them. I'm just going to show them in my next hike because my feet hurt so bad after I hike. And I have these awesome, like, I i can't remember what they're called now. They're like, they came from the Tiva brand. So not necessarily Tiva. But they're these awesome hiking boots that are awesome in the moment. But as soon as I get into the parking lot, I feel my feet just falling apart. Especially you, I think. Oh, I'll have to look it up. I'll I'll share it with you. They're awesome boots. And I would never regret buying them. But my feet are just pathetic. I'm flat-footed, so it takes a whole lot of extra love for my feet to be happy. So I ordered myself some post-hiking slippers so I can take those boots off, slip them into these waterproof, rubber-soled, pretty much nuclear bomb-proof slippers that are (laughs) fur-lined. Fake fur. Sorry, PETA. Um, They're fake fur, (laughs) but I I absolutely adore these slippers, and I will wear them every day after hike and at home. So uh, moving on from fears, and the other two killers of our goals are going to be distractions and excuses. So let's go ahead and jump over to excuses, because that's probably the one that sneaks up on me the most often. But I'm going to let Matt start here. What excuses have you found?
0: Yeah, well, today even I had I have a knee injury that happens once a week, and it's not a real <laughs> knee injury, but I'm like, oh, something's tweaking in my knee. I really like probably not gonna be able to hike on Saturday, and yeah, it's been happening like since Amanda mentioned. It never happened before, but since Amanda mentioned that we're gonna be hiking for 52 weeks, uh, once a week, I've had my my goose knee injury, and so uh, yeah, that's one excuse. I think it's just like always like I don't feel good or my knee hurts. Uh, stupid stuff like that. And I, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest one that comes up for me. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well,
1: I think that's funny because I've, I've had like this knee pain that would sneak up like the day before. And I always yeah. think, can I pull this off? Can I pull this off? And it's not that the hikes we've chosen are difficult at all. It all <laughs> comes down to, we're inevitably going to be carrying either all the gear or all the toddler at some point in that hike. And so, um, I do think there's a bit of fear creeps up. Like, can I pull this off? But then the excuse kind of turns into, you know, I only get two knees my whole life. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I true. I can't afford to fix this. So it's it's not it for me, I don't think. The, the excuses I have are, we're too busy. Yeah. Everybody's going to be too busy to go out and do something fun. I really believe that. I really, really believe that. Especially the older we get, the more inclined we are to do the more practical thing as opposed to the thing that probably doesn't make sense to take an entire day off to go out. Somewhere without reception, and try something that is not entirely practical but is purely for the sake of fun.
0: Yeah, and I I think I would agree with that busyness, like, even today. I secretly, probably not too secretly, was hoping that you were going to say, let's push the podcast off to Thursday, because I worked, you know, not, I worked my standard eight-hour work day. I had to go set some stuff up at the church, I had to go do, uh, you know, band practice for our launch Sunday. It's coming up, and just got home, and, you know, I was, like, pitying myself that I worked so much, and I haven't sat down the whole day, even though I just rode for...
1: He did say, I have not sat down in 14 hours, and I was like, oh, you and me both, sweetheart. Yeah. But what's funny about what you just said, and I think this is common too, is we would never imagine saying I'm too busy to our employers, would we? No. It would never cross our radar. And even if our pastor calls and says, hey, I need you to take care of this, it would take every bit of strength and self-discipline I had to be able to say the word no, because we are... We are terrible people pleasers. And
0: And you're doubly screwed because your pastor is your boss.
1: (laughs) My pastor is my boss. (laughs) So. And I love my boss. I really do. He's wonderful. But it would be very hard for me to say I'm too busy. Like if I, I would never say those words. But as soon as I get home, do you know what the first phrase that comes out of my mouth when Matt comes up with a fun idea? I'm too busy. Or we're too busy. Or we don't have time for that is it's amazing to me when we kind of pause and think what am I actually saying to my family that I would never in a million years imagine like oh I'll just save this phrase for the people I love most in the world
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm too busy for you
0: yep my solution is just sleepless
1: yeah that's not gonna happen for me
0: it's really great it's a sustainable way to live your life is just it's just go down to like four or five hours of sleep you can do so much more stuff.
1: I haven't slept in two years. That goes into my other issue, or my most common excuse is I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired. I wonder why
0: we're tired all the time.
1: No idea. Um, And it's, it's funny. It's, for me, it's not so much physically that I'm tired. Like, I could hike up a 14 or some days. I have so much pent-up, nervous, frustrated energy. I, I mean, you, you put me at Long's Peak. I'd be done in an hour. Sometimes I feel like I have that much physical energy. You know, like, I'm working at home. I'm uh, hanging around the house, and I adore it. But I'm ready to run the moment that Matt walks on that door, and he—he he better believe that there are days that I am thinking really hard about just plowing through that door the moment he opens it and run him flat over. So it's not the physical energy I lack, but for me, I get mentally exhausted. I think there's actually a term called decision fatigue. I've heard this on another podcast called Coffee and Crumbs, and this might be my my one shot of glory on Coffee and Crumbs here. But they talk about moms suffer from this all the time. Like you are you are literally answering every potential question that. could ever cross a toddler's mouth all day long. And then your husband walks in and the first thing he says is, what is the first thing you say, honey?
0: What are we eating for dinner? What's
1: for dinner? And I just want to kill him. I just want to kill him. This poor man, he's not asking me to make the dinner. He'll make it. He's just asking what I had decided initially. And I'm sitting there thinking, for the love of God, if you have any brain cells left in your body, you wanna ask me one more question because I just can't handle it at the end of the day. I'm I'm so tired of making decisions. And yep. I think that is a very common trait for women, like y'all need to fend for yourself for an hour while I just completely mentally and, and that's where I'm running for longs because I get this nervous mental energy and decision making out of my brain and into my feet, so
0: yeah, she even bought out of her like own but dispo- We have a little tiny bit of disposable income that we get. She even bought this magnet that goes on the fridge that she writes down what's for dinner. So I, I literally write it
1: down. I spent $50, and I'm Emily Lay. I adore you. I absolutely adore you. Shout out to Emily Lay. But she has this awesome magnet set that will give you the opportunity to write all the plans for the month, all the meal plans for the week, all of the notes of things that need to get done, the honeydew list, all of it. And he still comes up and says, what are we doing tomorrow? <laughs>
0: and that it's is... stupid. It starts with Monday.
1: What calendar starts with Monday? All the trendy calendars start with Monday now, honey. Get with the picture.
0: You've spent $50 on magnets. Welcome to
1: 2018. It's 19. It. Oh, my gosh. Welcome to 2019. Even worse.
0: Living in the past. He's <laughs> the trendy one now.
1: Oh, gosh. And so fears, excuses. On to distractions, speaking of which, I'm i am I've, I'm not going to throw you here into the butch here, but you are the most ADHD man I've ever met, and that is such an entertaining thing for me, and he never holds a grudge for that reason, because he can't remember why he was mad two seconds ago. No. So that is like the jackpot of all husbands, I've got to tell you, but distractions are a big one for him, so I'm going to let you lead on this one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, distractions, I think the biggest one during the hikes is that I would just want to finish I I like having, like, the completionist kind of mentality of, you know, we did it. Like, at the end of the year, I'm going to look back and say, we did it, and I never want to do that again. (laughs) Instead of just, like, going out on the hike and saying, look at these pretty bobcat prints, and look at these ridgebacks, and look at all this nature that we're, we're looking at. I, I just want to get through it as fast as I can. And so, you know, going back to the whole idea of we don't want Desi to move fast. I do. I want to just carry him the whole time because that's the quickest way to do it. And I don't want to stop for lunch. And I just want to walk that entire four miles. And we have the All Trails app. And I've been recording our hikes. And I want to get the miles or what is it, minutes per mile, mm-hmm. I want to get that as low as possible.
1: He is staring at us on the entire hike.
0: Not the entire hike, but, like, I looked at it, like, five times.
1: 50% of the hike. I looked at it, like, five times last time. a very healthy number. It's not true. It's killing me.
0: Maybe, like, 15%. I'll mm-hmm. give you that. No. But we got it down the lowest uh, minutes per mile. We've gotten it the we, entire time. We don't time. need to share that. 24 minutes per <laughs> mile. Blazing Trails (laughs)
1: Blazing Trails
0: Going as fast as cheetahs
1: (laughs) If they're dead
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dead cheetahs
1: Oh my gosh, is it 24 Uh, miles?
0: 24 minutes Minutes per mile mile? has been our fastest by far Usually it's about 40 minutes per mile I think American Lakes we did last year Which was like a 9 mile hike
1: That one was a killer By far my favorite in a way
0: Yeah, that was 40 minutes per mile So do the math on that
1: that's pretty intense yeah that that's a distraction (laughs) so we're just gonna like bury matt's phone but i'm also terrified of getting lost and we can't call anybody like to come and save us or they can't ping our phone or anything so i can't burn or throw his phone away but helped us stay on the trail it did but the trail also did that um we're working working on distractions (laughs) so we're working on distractions i think my biggest distraction is this mentality of perfectionism. Any other Enneagram type ones out there, it is, it is hard not to do it the right way. Like if I set out to do something, I'm gonna do it well. So as far as websites going, I'm thinking, okay, while I'm going through this hike, I need to find one perfect shot for this, one great image for Instagram. And it's not so much that I'm wanting everyone to see, I just need that one perfect shot of everything. And so I'm taking, that's probably why it's 20 minutes a mile or 24 minutes a mile. Um, because uh, I'm slowing down and taking a lot of pictures, and they're all terrible. And I just I will not leave that spot until there's at least one half-decent one for the sake of content. So I get distracted by that. And what's funny is he and I are both, like those distractions are both, have to do with the method of our, our goals as opposed to the goal itself. And I think that also goes to show just how difficult it is for us to be able to just invest in family time. You know, how difficult is it for us to just slow down recognize that all three of us are not hike together Supposedly, zero distractions around except that somehow there's still a reception and every single one of these places we go to for your phone and I don't know it just it's revealing to me that it's a much bigger issue and it, and thank god there's 52 hikes because we still probably need 50 more before we get that one figured out
0: yeah mm-hmm. by the end of the year we'll be the perfect family though
1: possibly probably not <laughs> 200 likes later. (laughs) Our encouragement to you is not necessarily to try to attack these three goal killers, but to just be aware of them. If you have not really considered what you want to do this year for your family, we're not resolution type people. We don't believe in them because we fail at them. And we have never once succeeded at a single resolution. But as far as the family goals, we are advocating for you and we are advocating for your family. And we are hoping and praying that this year can show some serious growth in what you're hoping to achieve this year.
0: Yeah, and also these three goal killers you can look at them and be kind of have a defeatist attitude of, oh, I do get distracted, I do have fears, I do make excuses, so I better not do it at all. And that's a really dumb way to look at it. Uh, another really dumb way to look at it is like the perfectionist attitude of, I have to do all of these really well and just focus on them. I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're focusing on all three of them, then you're not focusing on the actual goal. And so I think that's a goal killer as well, as being a perfectionist in it. Uh, but just be, like Amanda said, be aware of it. Uh, realize that they're there and realize you're going to fall into the trap of them and be okay with that, but do something to get out of it. And if you're making progress, that's the goal.
1: And if you consider, if you continuously hear the same distractions and excuses coming to your mind before you're starting anything, think really deeply, like, what is the fear that's rooted deeply in your heart that's causing you to keep saying, I'm too busy for this, or I'm too tired for this, or I don't think my husband's going to go for it, I don't think my wife's going to go for it, because that was another one, like, what are you thinking about this? Did you
0: think I wasn't going to go for it? Well... You originally just said, like, I'm going to do this. And I was like, I'm going to do it with you.
1: Yeah, and that was really exciting because I was surprised yeah. by that. But I wasn't really encouraged about it, too. So, yeah, goals evolve and give yourself some grace as they evolve. As you decide that if there's a method that's not working... You better believe 10 hikes into this, we are about to get a divorce. We're going to come up with a different method to achieve these goals. And I hope you have the freedom and grace to do the same thing.
0: You already have a divorce lawyer on retainer.
1: <laughs> at the end of 52 hikes, we will either have a solid marriage and renew our vows, or we'll get a divorce. Oh. <laughs> He's looking at me with terrified I'm trying eyes. to
0: think of what I would take in the divorce, but we really don't have anything of value.
1: <laughs> I want the
0: kid. I get weekends and holidays. <laughs>
1: weekends and holidays. Oh, gosh. Well... It's been great talking with you guys. I hope you have a great week, and we'll be back next week. This weekend, we are planning on, well, we're narrowing it down to three options because Kruger Mountain was the original decision for this past weekend, but thank you, government shutdown. It is no longer an option. We got trumped. We got drunk. <laughs> We're not opening the floor to politics, so please don't even begin.
0: I love political conversations.
1: Not on this show. So as far as the government shutdown, we can no longer go to Rocky Mountain State Park. National. Uh, National Park, forest, excuse me. Park. Forest all of it. Until um, that reopens, it gets itself filtered out. And half of the hikes around here are frozen over. So if you are a Boulder or Fort Collins or Loveland or Denver local and you know of some great winter hikes that are still accessible, help a family out. Send us your recommendations. You can either put them on our uh, comment section here. You can go to our website at offgridfam.com, and you can add your email list to our newsletter, and you can always subscribe or just email us at amanda at offgridfam.com.
0: Do I have an email address? Amanda at
1: offgridfam.com. No. (laughs) (laughs) Just specify who you want to chat with. Anyway, we hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you found this podcast helpful and encourage you to check out our website at offgridfam.com. There you will find weekly reviews of local hikes, updates, blogs, and some fun resources for you and your family. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at off underscore grid underscore family, or find us on our Facebook page by searching off grid family. And finally, if you enjoy our podcast, leave us a review and share us with a friend so we can encourage other families as well. Alright guys, thanks again and we'll see you next week.